The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd here with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Percy, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well, my friend. The Lord is good and, Amen. and worthy to be praised. Amen. Well, today we're going to talk about the fact that the Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And at the same time, medicine is advancing, and both of those things give us great hope. They give us great hope, and what we are going to learn from our interview today with Sheila Williams is the fact that she figured out that her life was worth fighting for, and she did just that because of those two facts that you just stated, my yeah. friend. As you join us now for Health, Hope, and Inspiration, remember at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual support is provided as desired by the patient. Before we get to the interview today, I want to talk to you about a couple of things. Let's talk about our resource, which is available free of charge, Spiritual Needs of Cancer Patients. Well, we're reminded with this resource that uh, and it's interesting to me, I once had an individual who was rather agnostic say to me, Reverend McCrave, is it true that there are no atheists in foxholes? And I said, that's absolutely correct. <laughs> because when one's back is up against the wall in terms of looking at their mortality, I think that it is very natural and normal for people to then begin to think about uh, their sense of spiritual being. Where did they come from? Is there a higher power? How do I connect to that, et cetera, et cetera. So we uh, created a document that helps individuals to be cognizant of the fact that cancer patients have spiritual needs yeah. and how to begin to speak to them and be mindful of them. And chaplains like yourself and others at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America, you don't push yourself. You make yourself available, right? Absolutely. We're part of the team that's there for patients and caregivers to opt into those services and support or to opt out of those services. So we're certainly there to provide what is uh, needed and what patients desire to have. Sure. And if they don't want that, then we certainly don't push our services upon the them The patient is in control of that. They get, to, as, as I say often, they are the drivers of the bus. All right. Well, getting back to this free resource, Spiritual Needs of Cancer Patients, you can download this. This is the beauty of the internet. I love it. You can download this right now and, and put it to good use in your life. You can find it at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Once again, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Look for Spiritual Needs of Cancer Patients. And by the way, the website is a great resource in and of itself. Not only will you see a picture of Percy there that you can say, what does this guy look like after all? Uh, but you'll also find uh, links to this podcast so you can subscribe to the podcast. And when you subscribe, uh, go to iTunes and leave a review of this podcast. We know thousands of you mm -hmm. have subscribed and are listening each week. We need you to review the program so that others know what this is about. Absolutely. Please share your thoughts and feelings in terms of the, the show's impact upon you so others can read that. And, of course, that helps us to continue to spread the word as we continue to grow our audience now. Uh, close to 177,000 subscribers to That's the show great. at this point. That's fantastic. All right. We'll meet today's guest in just a few moments. But with hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care we were talking about, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America 
or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options, you can do that simply by calling the phone number at the top of our homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, you are a man of the word, and you've got it open there to what, Joshua chapter 1? Yes, sir. Our spiritual nugget for today will help set the stage for today's conversation. Joshua 1, verse number 9, to be specific, says this, This is my command, not my suggestion, not my recommendation, but my command says this, Be strong and courageous, praise God. Hmm. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever ever you go. Boy, take hope from that passage here today. Well, Percy, as you travel between the various cancer treatment centers of America, you take the time to sit down and talk with folks, whether they're on staff or whether they are receiving treatment. Uh, we all are richer for these conversations. So you brought one back from Philadelphia we're going to listen to right now. Here's Percy McRae. With me today is Sheila Williams, who is a current breast cancer patient treating at Cancer Treatment Centers of America at Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And it's just a treat and a delight to have you with us today. Thank you for joining the show. Thank you for having me. In talking with you previously before we started recording and just getting to know a little bit about you, I find you to be a very delightful person. And uh, we want to hear a little bit about your story. So first and foremost, if you don't mind, share with us uh, on the day that you found out that you had cancer, what were you doing and how, how did you feel when you were told you had cancer? Well, actually, um, having my um, second, in my second bout most recently, I was actually at the doctor's office ah. when okay. I inquired about you know my test results. I was having trouble breathing and making it from point A to point B. And so surely there must have been something in my test results that would explain my condition and why I was unable to do some of the things I had been doing previously. Mm-hmm. And so at the moment, the doctor says, okay, well, hold on for a second. Let me go take a look at your test results. And then he walked through the door and he came, he said to me, um, oh, Miss Williams, I'm so sorry to tell you that, um, you you have cancer. You're, I felt like I'd actually been hit by a ton of bricks. Hmm. You know, that was certainly not what I wanted to hear. Um, I was extremely um, disappointed, actually afraid. Okay, and that's typical of of when I ask that question and and my experience of supporting cancer patients for over 20 years, fear is is probably one of the you know predominant experiences that people have. And despite the fact that this was your second bout of cancer, you still experienced that. So it really speaks to just how powerful the effect is of hearing that you have cancer, what that can do to a person initially. You hear that information, uh, you're in your doctor's office, so uh, what was your next action steps? What did you do next or how did you proceed after hearing that for the second time that you had breast cancer? Oh, I cried. I was actually surprised on my way to work, but um, had to detour to the hospital. Okay. And so um, I was just crying. It just wasn't something I wanted to deal with. It, it was just bad news. Yeah, yeah. 
did you have uh, good support? You uh, family, friends, uh, how was your caregiver support? How did that operate for you? Well, I family, I, family and friends both that really rallied around me um, once they learned of my diagnosis. They were encouraging, and you know because of that support and that encouragement, and even um, being encouraged with scriptures, it kind of helped me to regain my balance, my sure. bearing. Yeah, and you know, let me know if you're comfortable with having talking about this at all, but. Um, I think that my perception is that you also have experienced or are experiencing some effects of lymphedema. I am. Okay. Are you comfortable in, in talking a little bit about the dynamic? Okay. And, and, and for individuals who may not know what lymphedema is, lymphedema can certainly be one of the side effects of the um, having uh, lymph nodes removed. And again, I am not a doctor. Which, is, which secretes the lymphatic fluid and, you know, in certain appendages, the arm, leg, et cetera. Talk a little bit about your, your lymphedema and, and how you've been handling that. Okay. Well, actually, um, it's a buildup of lymph fluid. It causes swelling. Mm-hmm. And at some point time in the year, especially when it's warm, there's an, an even more, there's a, a, there's a lot more fluid okay. buildup. The impact is that, um, you know, the discomfort, feeling like you have heavy limbs, not being able to fit clothing. And in this case, it's both my both of my arms. So not being able to, to wear, you know, anything. I have to be very conscious about what I wear. Right. Sleeves can be too tight. Yeah. Um, and so it, it can be a very uncomfortable thing as well as an unsightly thing too it's all almost something that people always notice you know sure. a swollen arm you know a swollen hand yeah obviously you know everyone does not necessarily experience that with a cancer journey or diagnosis yes so having said that that's one of uh of some side effects that you've experienced and i say that simply to say this that again every every cancer diagnosis and journey is different it's unique but in dealing with your specific scenario, how have you been able to manage mentally, emotionally, uh, working through the challenges of being a cancer patient, two-time now cancer patient, breast cancer patient? Uh, what, what's, what's the bedrock and the core that keeps you strengthened and empowered? I think it's having faith, being able to appeal to um, a higher source. Okay. You know, we're merely mortal man you know yes and but when you think in terms of someone more supreme with more knowledge wisdom and insight um who really is capable of um making a difference or helping to heal you Mm -hmm. or encourage you or give you the strength to deal with challenges that are so huge yeah and in in doing that have you felt at all any resistance in your in your current health clinic environment with you being able to utilize your faith along with your medical treatment or has that been accepted and 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 embraced by your your clinical team do they embrace the idea endorse you utilizing faith and spirituality along with your your clinical care uh to be honest with you at cancer treatment centers spirituality is kind of woven into the the fabric of you know just being treated here I mean, it's there if I need it. Okay. Right. 
That being said, there you haven't felt any conflict with being able to utilize both your your sense of faith along with your medical care. And that's important because, again, and everyone has to make a decision, obviously, to what degree that they employ that within the framework of their clinical experience. But the point is being that you haven't had any conflict with that. And, and you're saying that your faith and your spirituality has been really uh, a, a dominant factor that has allowed you to be strengthened and encouraged. You're, you're still in treatment. Uh, you're still working through some side effects. What is your, your hope and your expectation for today or for tomorrow? Talk about what, what's your mindset right now. How are you progressing to continue to move on? I'm actually very hopeful. Okay. Um, I'm in a different place today than I was, say, seven months ago when I first learned I've had some treatment. And... Um, the cancer is responding um, positively. Um, I don't know if it's a cancer, but my body is, is, is definitely responding positively good. to the treatment. Um, I feel like I'm in good hands here. Okay. I'm just uh, encouraged. I, I have a lot of hope at this point. Yes. And, and that's a far better place than I was seven months ago. What is Sheila learning about Sheila? You know, Oprah Winfrey always uses this expression of finding an aha moment, that in the midst of a situation, a circumstance, you learn something about you that maybe you didn't know or you didn't recognize. What is it that you are learning or have learned about you in the midst of this journey? I appreciate the fact that um, I really believe that this life is worth fighting for. A few months ago, I did not feel that way. Hmm. You know, I was ready to give up. The challenges just seemed too big, you know, too much. As I sit here today, I'm in a better place spiritually, mentally, physically. And so I'm ready to, um, I'm ready to roll. I can accept the challenges. And I, I'm looking forward to, you know, adding some more years to my life and getting some more out of it and accomplishing and maybe seeing some of the things that, you know, um, I'd always hoped to. Yeah. I feel like, uh, you know, it's possible now. And are you engaged or active in your community, in your church? Are there any other areas that you're channeling that, that hopefulness in outside of your, your, your journey and your experience that you'd like to share? Family, friends, et cetera? I don't know. Family and friends. I mean, it's, um, I have a daily, weekly discussions with um, people that are close to me. Um, who encourage me spiritually? Yes. Um, who share insightful thoughts from the scriptures? Okay. And uh, people who just you know who are behind me, they're rooting for me. They're constantly um, checking in on me and well wishes and. And so as you progress forward and as you move on, in the closing seconds that we have, what's one thing that you'd like to share as a word of encouragement to someone listening right now? Yeah, I'd say. Don't give up hope. Medicine has advanced a lot these days. It's, it's even better than it was 10, 11 years ago. Absolutely. Between your faith and what the medical professionals have to offer today, you can beat cancer. Even some of the advanced stages of cancer are treatable mm. today. And you can, you know, recover and, and add full years you know to your life and so i would say your life is worth fighting for mm. fight 
and work with your doctors okay. and and you know don't give up hope keep asking for help and prayer this has been Sheila Williams who is a current breast cancer patient treating at Cancer Treatment Centers of America at Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And basically the message that I heard from you is that potentially cancer is beatable, it is treatable, and it is survivable, and therefore your life matters and you should fight for it. That being said, thank you for fighting for your life and giving others hope today. We bless you and we encourage you. Thank you. Yes, again, we are richer for these conversations, Percy, you have with our guests. So thank you for bringing Sheila to us here today on the program. You know, if you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com, and you can click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling the phone number at the top of our homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Please learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, you run into some just incredibly wonderful people. Well, the individuals in the cancer community, what I have found over the years is that in their own rights, they're incredible people. But the cancer experience, I think, simply does something to individuals that that brings out the best yeah. of who they it takes are. takes us deeper, doesn't it? It absolutely does. I believe the statement that I heard Oprah make one time is that uh, what she found out when she became wealthy was wealth and money only further exasperated who you really were mm-hmm. deep down inside. And Good I think point. that that is absolutely true with regard to the cancer experience, that whoever you are and whatever you are deep down inside, it simply brings that out and it enhances that and it really uh, elongates that to to such a degree that you really get into the depths of who individuals are. And it's pretty powerful yeah. stuff. When a person like Sheila tells us not to give up, knowing what she's gone through, mm. it's very powerful to hear someone like that say that. Well, she's a two-time cancer patient. So first and foremost, she qualifies to be able to say, listen, I've been there and I'm doing this and, and I can speak from a real experience. But as as we listen into the interview, Wayne, she, she didn't start out in that place. She no. started out initially and her exact quote was that when she she was told in her doctor's office that she had cancer. She said she felt like she was hit by a ton of bricks. Mm-hmm. And I want that image and that graphic to really stand out in people's consciousness. Yeah, a lot of people listening right now know exactly what that feels like, don't And if they? that image doesn't ring true, I'll give you one that's even more visceral. And I've often preached and used this with within the context of how many cancer patients uh, may feel initially when they're told. It's kind of the opening scene in the movie of The Wizard of Oz where you see the the house that has fallen on the witch. Mm-hmm. And all you see is her feet hanging out from underneath. In many cases, people feel like a building has just fallen oh, upon them. Oh. And just literally, you know, a, a gut punch that, that requires some time and support in order to pull themselves out from underneath that avalanche and then have the hope and the life of possibilities blown back into them because it is such a shock to your psyche being told that you have cancer. Mm -hmm. And she described the fact that she started out in that place, but then she began to start working through 
having support of family and friends. And of course, she highlighted the fact that her faith became a very yep. huge, important yep. role. And we talk about that a lot here, Wayne. So I want to go down that road okay. just a little bit. Sure. As we continue to try to quantify the reality of the role of spiritual support, we want to remind people that spiritual support can potentially help people mentally and emotionally respond differently to the challenges of cancer. That change in response potentially helps them work through side effects, encouraging and inspiring them to believe that there is hope and possibly tomorrow can be a better day. Right. And in this particular example, Sheila highlights that and she reinforces that school of thought that her faith then became really super important for her in the midst of dealing with the fact that I now have cancer and I've got to own that and what do I do now? And it began to really... Um, it shifted her into a fight mode. Yeah. It shifted her into a place where she began to think about uh, being a conqueror, being an overcomer. And something rose up on the inside of her. And I think this is the power of faith. What faith potentially can do is that internally and intrinsically an energy and a, and a strength to say, listen, I'm not just going to stay here and I'm not just going to wallow, but I'm now going to do something about this and respond and react. Here's my reality. Here's my situation. But because of my faith and my hope in the God that I serve, I believe that I can overcome this. I believe there's something I can say about this and then begin to fight back and put some resistance against that that is pushing up against them mentally, emotionally and certainly physically. Well, certainly not to minimize the trauma of a cancer diagnosis, but trials often have that effect on us, don't they? Well, all human beings have a fight or flight response that may kick into gear on some level. And I think in this particular example, what trials can certainly do for many people is create a fight in them, that there's a reason to rally your resources and begin to galvanize yourself around a hope and a possibility. It makes you reprioritize what's important in life. And then give you a reason to say, hey, I have something to live for. I have something to uh, uh, to fight for. And that's what she talked about that she said. And her exact quote was that she became uh, entrenched in the idea that her life was worth fighting for. I want to repeat this, that it became clear to her because of her faith and because also of the prospects of the fact uh, of the advancement of medicine and science. And I think it's an important point to note. We are living in a day and age and a time, particularly from a cancer perspective, that we have great encouragement around the fact that there are things that are being done with regard to medically treating cancer that we could not do 10 mm -hmm. years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, that was not really a possibility. So when you put those, I call them the dynamic duo. <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you take the clinical uh, advancements of the day. And then you couple that with the idea that I serve a God who sits high but looks low, who then empowers me. And you add those two together. Yes, it is devastating to hear, but we don't necessarily have to stay in that place. And then we can begin to be energized. Or as uh, David said, that he had to encourage himself in the Lord. I love this, ex this statement that he makes, that when he was downcast and when he was troubled, he said, I had to encourage myself in the Lord, that it creates an energy and a response that I think potentially becomes very powerful and difficult for an individual to just stay in a state of defeat. Yeah, uh, that's such a great perspective. Uh, do you find as, as you uh, work with and counsel and, and share with uh, those on a cancer journey, do you find that it, it really strengthens them spiritually? Absolutely, because 
when you're told certain things about your your health that forces you again to look at your mortality in many cases individuals begin to focus on what's really important in their lives and then adjust their priorities accordingly lesser things fall by the that's wayside exactly don't correct. they that's exactly correct that's exactly right and see then the power and the prospect of spirituality becomes a very formidable uh, reality to say listen Spiritually, there may be some things still yet that can be said and done here. And when you connect the idea of relationship, again, I tell people all the time when we talk about God and and the expression of Christ, this is not about religion. Uh, God is not religious. He's about relationship. And when people can relate and connect themselves back to a relationship with God, then they begin to think about the fact that I have a right and I have a reason and now I have a resource, a right, a reason, and a resource That's to good. really fight back against that that is pushing up against me at this point. Yeah. In a moment, I want to talk about the uh, Our Journey of Hope uh, Ministry Leaders Network, and I'll, I'll say something about that in a moment. But first, let me point you to our free resource that's available right now at the website, Spiritual Needs of Cancer Patients. And again, I remind you that at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual support is provided as desired by the patient. But this this resource, uh, if you desire, is, is just wonderful. Spiritual Needs of Cancer Patients. Say a word about what's in this. Well, it's packed with a lot of great things to give thought to. For example, I'm looking at the resource right now. Uh, Some subtitles here uh, to help people understand, to know how much God loves them. Every cancer patient is struggling with meaning, value, and purpose. And primarily around the fact, is God mad at me? Is God punishing me? Well, they need to be reminded of how much God actually loves them despite their circumstances. So we have scriptures and we have some 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 things that you can share and that you could be able to utilize as some some verbalization to reaffirm the fact that God loves them. Then we have another category that says to know God is more powerful than cancer. At the end of the day, it's going to be difficult to ask someone to fight back against something that they think that they're not empowered to be. Mm-hmm. So again, in and of ourselves, we're not we're we're not equipped to necessarily do certain things, but because we are joining ourselves to the faith and the hope and the relationship of God, to know God is more powerful than cancer. So we have scriptures that support that school of thought and things that you can share with people. And then we have another category that talks about to find courage and strength to fight. That's what we're talking about, to fight the fear that cancer brings. When we begin to combat and encounter some of those schools of thought, we will be surprised at what, what many cancer patients can rally themselves to do with good clinical care and support. Well, cancer or not, uh, this this uh, this resource, Spiritual Needs of Cancer Patients, can really encourage your heart today. So I urge you to download it at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Now, according to the American Cancer Society, nearly one out of three people in the United States will have cancer during their lifetimes. And caring for people living with cancer is a growing need when you stop and think about it in every church today. So that's why we developed the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network to help equip and empower every church in the country to better meet this great need. So if you're a pastor, a leader in your church, we want to invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. It's free to join, and when you sign up, you'll receive access to exclusive online leaders' resources, There's information about ministry training opportunities and our monthly informative email newsletter. Now, here's what to do. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. 
click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page and sign up for the Ministry Leaders Network. Again, health, hope, and inspiration.com. We got a lot of inspiration when you opened the program with that verse from Joshua chapter 1. Can we go back to that? Absolutely, because we know the Word of God is a, a light unto our feet and it's a lamp unto our pathway. So with that being said, we close as we began. Joshua 1, verse number 9, and now the Scripture really does come alive after hearing our conversation today. It says, This is my command. I want to stop right there. God is not making a recommendation here. He's not even making a suggestion. He's saying, I'm telling you to do something. Yeah, right. So this is my command. Be strong and courageous, praise God. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord, with the capital L-O-R-D, not the lowercase, the Lord your God is with you. And this is the best part of this, wherever you go. So wherever we may find ourselves, whatever circumstance we find ourselves in, we are commanded to be strong and courageous and to understand that God is with us wherever we go. And that includes the hospital uh, when we're dealing with issues of sickness and disease. And that certainly is in the face of cancer, the small C, not the capital C. Right, right. That's Pastor P. Percy McRae, our host here on Health, Hope and Inspiration. God bless you, brother. Thanks for your time. Bless you back. And again, we've got work to do, so yep. we got to go chop. <laughs> Some wood. All right. All right. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.